Welcome to a special edition of the Superhero Movie Club, a little bonus treat for you. We're pretty off script here. Hello, Skyler. Hello, Michael. Yes, he's in a different room than me this time, so things are pretty weird. It's like that weird mirror episode of your favorite show where it's like, different dimensions, what could have been? <laughs> I want to put my palm up to the mirror right now, and then you you put your palm up to the glass, but uh, we're talking in different rooms. Oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> I think it's a- uh, Is that Twilight Mid- Zone? Midnight Express. Midnight Express? Yeah. All right, we're starting off the a good old bonus episode with some weird references. Oh, yes. But the content of this episode- is, of course, the ice-breaking news of Spider-Man joining the MCU. So, Skyler, we're going to break this bad boy down so that everybody's getting all the facts in one place from a hardcore nerd perspective. The best kind of perspective. The best kind of perspective. Small bits of journalism, because we both are journalists. (laughs) You'd never know, would you? (laughs) And all the fun stuff. Okay. So, uh, late Monday night, Marvel.com made an announcement that both Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures Entertainment came to an agreement on the character of Spider-Man. For those of you who don't know, Spider-Man's film rights were sold off back in the 90s when the company was going through some hard times and have been at Sony Pictures ever since. Let's actually take a quick moment to explain that. For those of you who do not understand, the comic book characters are properties, and the rights to use them in different media are owned by several different companies in each of the different media. So movie rights, TV rights, comic book rights, merchandising rights are all all separate and whilst most companies own like the whole slew of all of those some of them are spread out like spider-man spider-man merchandising rights owned by marvel aka disney because disney owns marvel and disney's bigger film rights owned by sony pictures so that's why this is a big kind of a big moment right for all of you asking like three years ago why spider-man wasn't in the avengers that's why yes you know, Fox is own, owns the, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Because, like I said, Marvel was selling off its film rights in the 90s when they were in troubling financial times. Mm-hmm. And now, since like X-Men and Spider-Man came out, everybody's clutching those film rights because they are bank tickets. <laughs> Indeed they are. So continue on now that we know that Sony owns Spider-Man and Marvel owns the Avengers properties. And these two are now coming together. All right, with that in mind, like you said, these two are coming together to bring Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the MCU as it's known. And under this agreement, we'll say, because it's not quite a cut-and-dry you know, business thing where people are getting this much, this much, this much. Under this agreement, a new iteration of Spider-Man will first appear in Captain America the Winter or not Winter Soldier, Civil War. Yes. Yes. And then after that, this new Spider-Man will star in a standalone movie set to be released July 28th, 2017, and that will be co-produced between Marvel and Sony Pictures. So let's go right up right up the line here. We've got Spider-Man is now being, again, rebooted, remade, Rehashed, re anything, reintroduced. Let's just say, <laughs> no, not Andrew Garfield. Yep, Andrew Garfield is done. There are some reports that say he might have even opted out of it. 
Speculation. Speculation, yes. But <laughs> we should have a bell for like any time we say something that was not confirmed. Right. <laughs> and they're like, we heard through two rumor sources. Ding. Right. Mark Webb is also not back. Yes. The amazing Spider-Man series as we know it is done, but Sony is still pushing on with their plans for the spin-off movies they had it lined up sinister six venom unconfirmed female-led spinoff but with this new spider-man instead of the amazing spider-man series spider-man okay so we we have new spider-man being introduced into the marvel or the captain america civil war film and that's kind of a big deal because spider-man played a large role in that comic book storyline so it's it's going to be fun to see the purity <laughs> right. for those comic book purists out there. And after that, we're going to get this co-produced film. Okay, so yeah. what does that mean? Um, from what I understand, okay, this is a standalone Spider-Man film a la what the last two Amazing Spider-Man movies were. Except those were produced by Sony alone. This will see both Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, and... Amy Pascal, who used to have some huge job at Sony before she just stepped down. At least she was a chairman. Yes, yeah, and then she stepped down and whatnot. And they will be co-producing this film, from what I understand, which means about 50-50 creative rights. Yeah, that's because it's that simple. (laughs) Right, pretty much. I mean, that's all the the info we've been given yes. at this time. Um, in terms of like what's happening, we have a pretty good idea of what's happening. They've laid it down. They've, they've given us what we want to know. But they have not explained how it's happening because there's this thing people are saying that Marvel now has re- re-attained the creative rights to Spider-Man. Not true. No, not true. Uh, they're just teaming up for one film. One and a half films, yeah. So who has, when we're talking creative rights, it's who has control over the property of Spider-Man, how he's portrayed and stuff like that. Because if you are a company, you want to control the image of your property. Now, when you have two companies... Yes, Sony is still, by all means, retaining creative control of Spider-Man. This is just an instance where Marvel is coming in and kind of picking them up off the ground, as it were. Yeah. So, and, okay, but in the Civil War film, when Spider- where Spider-Man's first going to show up, who has creative control in that situation? That would be still Marvel, because Civil War has been in the mix for a while now. As far as I know, it's probably just going to be Pascal and Feige being like, we'll just introduce this character you know, on the side or whatnot, but it's still a strictly Marvel film. So what I see is... They're asking Marvel to recreate Spider-Man in the MCU image, to which they will then reap the benefits of later. But, of course, they will have their own insight. They're just recruiting help from the Marvel creative team. Right. They're calling on Marvel to help them reintroduce Spider-Man in a more fan-friendly way, I guess you might say. Disclaimer, we have very little information about this, so a lot of what we are saying could be completely not true in, like, two days. Right, for sure. (laughs) So, they want to recreate that. Their next Spider-Man film on its own is going to be kind of like a, hey, we teamed up for this. Everything that spins off of that will be Sony, and then in all likelihood, Spider-Man will show up again for Avengers 
Infinity War. Oh, yeah. We haven't heard about if that's as far as the deal goes. It hasn't been talked about yet, but... It's possible? It's... I don't. I wouldn't even say on the verge of likely because I'm always a dissenter when it comes to companies creating. Like I did not think this was ever going to happen. You mean companies doing something their constituents might actually like at their <laughs> own loss? Yeah, what? at their own um, tremendous w- new workload. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Because what you have now is this co-producing right of this film, this independent new Spider-Man film, because that's going to be shared creative rights, is it not? No, creative rights. Sticks with Sony. For the, the singular film? The the co-produced film? Yes, for the singular film. And Feige is just going to be a producer on it. So it's like, you know, they get to say they made the Spider-Man movie, but Feige came in and does some work. <laughs> oh, man. This is, it's very confusing setup. Let's confuse it even more. Yes. Reportedly with this deal, which is, you know, not quite a deal, as I said before, money did not change hands. Reportedly what they did was say hey, Captain America Civil War is going to be just that much bigger if Spider-Man is in it, and Spider-Man is going to be that much more popular if he's introduced in a Marvel movie, and then he can stand on his own. What I see is this is more of a benefit to Sony in this situation, because I think Marvel Civil War was going to break bank no matter what. It's got the Marvel logo, and as long as Avengers 2 doesn't tank, which, yeah, right, they're, they're good to go for another, like, another top 10 box office film, speculatively, but pretty likely, <laughs> due to just looking at the track record. The skeptical side of me just wants to see it as Marvel comes in and it's like, hey, here do you guys have been having some trouble with uh, your Spider-Man character there. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we help you out? And then in like four years, we'll just take the rights back from you. <laughs> okay, before we get to the uh, the why they wanted to make this deal thing, which I was sort of dipping into, let's let's talk about the, the whens, because you have to make room for this film. Because it's already squished. I don't know if you guys remember, like two months ago, when both Marvel and DC released their whole slew of um, superhero films for the next five years. And it's pretty massive, yes. It's huge! And they're all trying to, like, tiptoe around each other because if you go back, if you put each other on the same day, they're both going to lose money. Right. Because the the market isn't big enough for both. We've gone through this already when Batman versus Superman and Civil War were on the same day. Yes. And DC was like, nope, six weeks early. <laughs> and everyone was like, <laughs> move yes! it, Move it around. Move it around. <laughs> yep, yep. Can't have that. Okay. As we mentioned, Captain America Civil War, May 6, 2016. And that's... When the start of this saga will ensue. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, standalone Spider-Man movie is a year later on July 28th. But having it that day switched up Marvel's schedule pretty drastically because that was the day that Thor Ragnarok was supposed to come out. So that's not coming out that day then? Nope. It's coming out that November and you can basically just slide every other Marvel film barring the Avengers threequel, two-part, whatever, back about four months or so. So Everything just gets pushed back four months? Yep. So we have, starting Captain America Civil War, May 6, 2016, still where, where it should be, right? That didn't yes. move. Did okay. not move an inch. Okay. New edition, July 28th, the co-produced Spider-Man. That moves Thor Ragnarok to November 2017 which then moves Black Panther to July... 2018? 2018. 
Uh, where was it before? Where Thor is. Oh, November so everything just gets shifted a position? Pretty much. Okay. Except I don't know what goes on with the Inhumans at the end because okay. they don't have a, a date to take over. Uh, so then after that, after Black Panther, you push Captain Marvel to November 2018. Marvel's really digging that November spot. They, they it's kinda, a weird spot to release a film. They kind of cashed out on Thor The Dark World when it came out in that area. So Okay. And finally, Inhumans moves all the way out to July in 2019. Two months after the last uh, Avengers sequel. Yes, that is correct. Hmm. So everything is getting pushed. Yep. But what is to become of those... Uh, Spider-Man spin-offs that were originally supposed to uh, come out. Well, as we said, that they're still in the line, and those Spider-Man spin-offs include Sinister, Sinister Six, Six, Venom, uh, and the female-led one, that... the, the untitled female-led, maybe not female-led Spider-Man film. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, those are still going to happen, but we do know that Sinister Six has moved from its. November 2016 date to an unannounced date. So probably after the standalone Spider-Man movie comes out. Yep. It said it was originally scheduled for November 2016 and now it's off the schedule. Right. But not like off the table. No, it's still happening. Drew Goddard of Cabin in the Woods fame is still writing and directing, but they just need to find a new approach to it, I guess, mm-hmm. with this, the news that is broken. Whew. All those wins. Yes. Now... Here's an extra little who for you. We mentioned who is going to be creatively controlled in this. You know, uh, Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal both teaming up for this. Uh, A name you will not find so prominent in this is Avi Arad, the producer of the first six Spider-Man. Yes. Six? uh, Seven? Five Spider-Man movies. (laughs) I apologize. The first five Spider-Man movies. There's so many. Uh, Yes, he... And who has also widely been uh, regarded as the worst thing to have happened to Spider-Man movies. Come on. Come on, man. Let's let's reel it back. Okay. Let's say this then. (laughs) Every credible... You should just say that you're a credible film journalist and you really dislike this guy. I'm a credible film journalist and I hate this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He is a shell. He is just there to sell toys and now he is only just having a... Well, the man's all business. Right. Okay? And, you know, take it for what it is. And we, as fans of entertainment properties, uh, we don't appreciate business. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) So that's just how it works. Uh, We have to understand it, but we don't have to like it. Yes, exactly. Although, with this deal, uh, he and other producer Mac Tolmach, I believe his name is, are just getting executive producer credits which in the film world is basically, yes, we acknowledge you have done this before. Exactly. I don't want to hear a sound from you. <laughs> okay. Now, finally, we move into the big question. Besides that it's pretty awesome, why would Sony do this? Why would Sony, with a $4 billion property, feel the need to create an entangling red tape mess that we're assuming this will be, I highly doubt it's going to be a cut-and-dry deal. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll no Few doubt things are updates on this for years to come. <laughs> but... And why, why would they want to put themselves 
through this? Is it for the fans? You know, the part of me thinks that, wait, a business just listen to what, you know, their fans and constituents want? There's hope for humanity. That's a really dumb business. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> guess what? Sony is also a really dumb business. So. Oh, okay. Well, we could say this. Sony is not doing too hot financially. These Spider-Man films from 2004 when Spider-Man 2 came out? Correct. Yes. Have all had diminishing returns domestically. Domestically. Uh, Some yes. of It's iffy in the global because Spider-Man 3 made more globally but less domestically. Whatever. Yeah. But keep in mind. They keep going down. Keep in mind. You start off with a record-breaking high at around four hundred million, True. and that's in, back in two thousand two. But it's—I mean, even if it is record-breaking, it eventually goes down by half, from four hundred million to two hundred million. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> from amazing from Spider-Man one to Amazing Spider-Man two, right? Which speaks for itself. I mean, even with inflation, that should not be the case. Yeah, that's not good. They came out on the same weekend, too, the very first movie and the latest one. So, mm-hmm. And it's also adjusted with inflation. And yeah. 3D and <laughs> IMAX. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's That might be the key reason. We, mm-hmm. we can assume that um, their Sony Pictures was seeing the trend that this property was losing money, losing money domestically, not foreign. It was still making a very good, nice profit in foreign markets, but... The trend. The trend is down. Yep. You got to do something. You got to change something to move it back up. I mean, regardless of your feelings towards the quality of both the original trilogy and the Amazing Spider-Man movies, it's pretty cut and dry fact that it was on a downward trend. So also something to keep in mind, like Amazing Spider-Man 2 was what Pascal promised was going to be this billion dollar hit, A, and B, they were setting it up to be the start of this shared Spider-Man universe, as they call it, mm-hmm. and it failed. Yes. So it comes to mind the old adage of, if you can't beat them, oh, join them. Oh, nice. Okay. All right, Skyler. I think we've we've delivered all the facts nicely. I think so. Let's, let's f- um, finish off with one question, and that is, who would you like to see to be the new Spider-Man? Oh, man. Um... It's tough because I actually have been thinking about this more than a sane grown man should be, <laughs> but um, <laughs> just some names that spring to mind immediately are uh, Jack O'Connell, who starred in Unbroken this past winter, and uh, a independent movie called Startup about this kid in the prison system, or perhaps even Eller Coltrane, who is the kid in Boyhood. Oh, nice. Okay. Because as we have learned, I should add, with this new Spider-Man they're trying to cast, uh, it is a younger Mm -hmm. version of Spider-Man than Andrew Garfield, who is currently 31. Well, I mean, all the Spider-Men we've been given have been on the older side. They they go to 30-year-old high school, let's just say it that way. Yes, that does continue to happen. Right. But Sony and Marvel are planning on taking Spider-Man back to high school, so... Just someone in that 18 to 25 range. Mm-hmm. How about you? Me? You know what? I don't uh, I don't care. <laughs> okay. I, I don't have a wonderful star in mind. There is one thing I do 
just would like to see because I'd like to watch um, an internet explosion. I'd love for them to go ethnic in any way with Spider-Man just so he isn't a Caucasian. Okay. That's what I mean. I just think it would be so much fun to see that perspective of Spider-Man from a completely different culture. But remaining the core things are intact. Great power, great responsibility. I mean, he could still have the Uncle Ben thing. All, all the things that make Spider-Man Spider-Man just, I think, I think we could have an Asian-American Spider-Man, and I think it would be really cool. It would certainly be different for obvious reasons, but then not only would you have the internet exploding in racist rage, which <laughs> if it's going to have that fervent of a reaction to Johnny Storm being black, but <laughs> B, the big problem with that we're probably going to be put through another origin story in that case. Oh, I don't I don't want an origin story. Exactly. <sighs> I th- oh, it, yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever it takes to not have an origin story, I'll take that actor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or that writer, that director, whatever it takes. I'm done with the Spider-Man origin story. I've heard it, I've read it, I've seen it. Guess I've what? listened to it. Guess what, guys? He gets bitten by a spider and his uncle dies. Yes, because of him. Ugh, great power comes great responsibility. Or people who have the ability to do things should do something. Should do uh, those things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up today for this bonus little extra episode that we really wanted to do. <laughs> so, for the Superhero Movie Club, I'm Michael Maurer. I'm James Kyler Houtsma. Make sure you continue to tune in for our regular episodes, and maybe we'll continue doing some little extra bonus ones like this one today. So, from both of us, we hope you have a super week.